Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live on a Tuesday night in Canada. The men wrapping up play in Toronto and the women in Montreal. A combined 1,000-level event as we work our way towards the U.S. Open later this month. Here's what's coming up on the big show. Baby steps for a big comeback. This future Hall of Famer said goodbye three and a half years ago, but now she's returned with a master class for the kids. Plus, as this three-time Canadian Open champ continues to fight Father Time, he's also fighting to be seated at the upcoming U.S. Open. And how hot is Coco's game? Fresh off last week's title in D.C., we'll look ahead to the next month of work for America's teenage superstar. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weinspin back between the Andes once again. I've got Andrea Petkovic, former top 10 star fan favorite to my left. And the Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick, on the big screen over on the right. doing a that, That's a little foreshadowing for later in the show, Andy. We're going to be showing some dances, so we may run that one back for you. But we got to get straight to the biggest news of the day, the return of former world number one, Caroline Wozniacki. More than three and a half years after playing her last match in Australia, now with two kids, the 2010 champ in Montreal is back to play in her 92nd 1,000 level event walking onto the court. Let's take a look at her Hall of Fame career so far. Won the Aussie Open in 2018, one of her 30 WTA singles titles. Spent 71 weeks at world number one. Actually played the Legends event at Roland Garros this year. Her partner, Kim Kleister, said it was pretty obvious that she was definitely at a different level than most of us. Well, 1,293 days since her last WTA match, Andrea, she was at a different level than qualifier Kimberly Burrell today. Well, it looked like she was gone for only a week because her backhand down the line was still as accurate as ever. She ran away with the first set, 6-2, and everyone was like, can't she keep it up? She's not the Caroline she was three years ago. And Caroline was like, um, hold on a second. I am better than three years ago because look at this. She still got the foot speed. She still got all her strengths. She improved her forehand. She came to the net. So even a few new oh. elements to her game that we weren't used to seeing her play so much. The Adidas kit still looks great on her. So many things to look forward to with Caroline back in the game and back in the mix. The Wizard of Waz back with all her tricks. Let's hear from Caro after the match. I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. You know, you have all these things in your head that this is how you're supposed to be playing and you're supposed to be doing this and that. But to be honest, I had no idea what I was going to come up with when I was out there on court. It was all about just, you know, not getting down on myself if I made a mistake and not get too excited when I hit a good shot. So it was just kind of evening out those emotions and um, everything taken into consideration. I'm, I'm very happy with, with how I played today and how I got through. It's not, it's not easy to win a match, and it's definitely not easy when you haven't played one in so long. Three and a half years, routine, two and two, about as good as it gets, Andy. What impressed you the most? 
uh, I think are movement, right? The first thing you look for with someone who's been off that much is how they're getting out of the corners, how they're anticipating. And the fact that she was able to find space, mixing in up the line shots, kind of high up the line in a way. Those are very nuanced shots that aren't easy to kind of reapply after three and a half years off. But listen, her game is based around finding the matchup she wants inside of a rally and moving, right? Getting in and out of the corners, making you hit those two or three extra shots. And she did that to perfection today. I was smiling while watching this highlight. I was smiling while watching the matches today. She is back. It is all good feels. She was a Hall of Famer before the comeback. She's only showing off at this point, Steve. It was so impressive. We were talking about this. I was so excited just to wake up and watch her return today and couldn't have been more impressed with the way she really, you know, routine somebody who's 115 in the world and had won a couple of qualifying matches. Exactly. So that's even worse. Not only has she not played three and a half years, her opponent had two matches under the belt already. So this was, <laughs> it really looked like Caroline hadn't been gone for three years. It was so no. surprising. Tomorrow comes the real test, though, against the Wimbledon champion, Vondrushova. So that's really, I'm even more excited about that. I was already giddy about the first one today. No day of rest for Caroline. So let's see how she bounces back tomorrow. She is so good. She's going to be in our hot shot later on on TC Live. It, it's a whole whole show dedicated to Caroline Wozniacki. Uh, back in 2017, Alina Svitolina actually beat Caro in the Canada final. Now she's another mom on the comeback. Has won 15 of her last 19 matches. Today, though, tough one against Danielle Collins. Well, you know what? I said it earlier. The Comeback Player of the Year award will be absolutely stacked on the WTA side this year. Lina Svitolina, Jan Brady, Caroline Wozniacki. But today, it was all Danielle Collins. And isn't it great when she's firing on all cylinders? She has such a powerful game. Was a bit off in the past year or so, struggling with some injuries. But today also went through qualifying, so it really helped her that she had these two matches under her belt. Always tough to change from one condition to another. And Elena came from Washington, D.C., all Danielle Collins today. First top 30 win of the year for Danielle Collins. She gets Maria Sakari next. Meantime on Sunday, Dan Evans won the biggest title of his career, took out Talon Greeksport in D.C. to win the City Open, second career title, making Evans the oldest champ in Washington since Jimmy Connors back in the day, up to a career-high 21 in the world. So a quick turnaround, Andy, up north facing the local favorite, former Kentucky Wildcats star Gabriel Diallo. He was 0-4 on tour before this match. Yeah, it's just so tough to back up a win like Evans had last week in Washington. The biggest win of his career and kind of right back into the grind on a Tuesday after a Sunday, playing someone who the crowd is behind, who has no pressure. You're dealing with being, being the favorite. Diallo says, man, I'm so sorry. He wasn't, Steve. I promise you. He was very happy with, with, with what happened here today. We all become liars at some point uh, as tennis players. But even balls like that, listen, he missed more in this match than he probably did all of last week. But it is a tough ass. Switching conditions. He probably only practiced, uh, you know, for a cup of coffee on a Monday and then was right back into it. But Diallo sensed the opportunity, took advantage, and Evans just was dumping forehands. And he said, listen, this racket's just not doing it. I guarantee you used the same one on Sunday, Steve, but it was to blame today anyways. But listen, this kid had the momentum. He said, listen, we're not in Lexington. We're in Canada. I'm going to yell and scream at people and take out the Washington champ. Evans isn't going to be too upset. He'll get over this real quick. Regroup Cincinnati coming up. Congratulations. First win on the ATP Tour. Meantime, three-time champ Andy Murray going for his first win at this event since taking the title back in 2015, Andy, facing Lorenzo Sonigo. 
You try being that fast on one hip, Steve. It helps if you're one of the, you have some of the best anticipation skills in tennis history. But I like this play from Murray, forcing the issue, showing himself at net, actually cheating lines, not just relying on kind of the guile and the anticipation and chipping the ball around the court, was really mixing it up well and probably one of the best problem solvers we've ever seen. And it feels like we have an entire highlight package of just lobs that barely missed wide. And then Andy uh, Murray gritting his teeth uh, at the box. But he can put you in a world of hurt. He's not going to give you any points. Typical Murray point here where he's just battling and asking the question over and over. Uh, you know, Sonigo was a great player. Uh, they had a great match earlier in the season over in the Middle East. Murray getting through. I just have so much admiration for the way that he competes week after week, knowing that he's probably not going to win these tournaments, but still enjoying the battle. Now up to 38th in the live rankings, Roddick just says, knowing that he probably isn't going to win these tournaments, what do you think? How would you characterize Andy Murray as a threat to take the title here? What I really think that he wants to do is I think he wants nothing more but to be seated at the Grand Slam so he can just go ahead for next season if he continues to play next season to make a better and smarter tournament schedule. As of now, he can't do that. He has to play challengers. We saw it. He was in Nice earlier this year playing a challenger. He's playing all these small tournaments, trying to gather points together so he can be seated at the slams and make a smarter tournament schedule. And I can't believe we didn't mention that Sonego has a reggaeton, reggaeton song on Spotify <laughs> that is absolutely mind-blowing to, to me that we are just brushing over this as if it was not an, not an issue. Views. Millions, Millions of, yeah. of listens and views. And also, if you ever watch Andy Murray running to a drop shot, please pay attention to his record because he uses it as support <laughs> <laughs> to push himself and propel I, himself forward. Maybe I yeah. should have tried that in my old days. Yeah. Yeah, I think it used to be a tactic. Uh, I remember Marty Fish used to get kind of pissed off because he felt like he banged the racket right before he hit the ball every time. And now I think it, I think it's a cane uh, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but listen, this guy, you know, he doesn't need to play challengers, but they, he's ranked high enough to get direct entry. But then he goes and plays them because he wants the matches. I just marvel at his ability to get up for every single match. And what I think Murray's goal is, uh, to get back to your first question, Steve, I think he wants to compete at a slam deal in the, the, the second week of a slam, whether it's a round of 16, a quarterfinal, maybe a semifinal. And as he's kind of built his resume back up, being a top 40 player uh, again and kind of performing consistently, making the final of a couple of tour events, has exited early in some slams, had that great opportunity against Sitsipas at Wimbledon where the draw was kind of open there. So I think he wants to feel the adrenaline of the late stages of a slam again, and we'll see if he can get there. I would love to see that for Andy Murray. By the way, if he can get to a semifinal of a slam, I feel like he could win a 1,500, I don't know. I think, I think he can win some more titles. We'll, we'll see what happens. He gets a day off, takes on Max Purcell on Thursday. Much more to come here on TC Live. We've got more highlights on the way. We've got Chanda's FanDuel pick of the day. Plus, it is Turn Back the Clock Tuesday. We will reveal a behind-the-scenes photo for the ages. Four megastars who combined for 34 major titles. You don't want to miss it. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 
Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It brings you live coverage from the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. Don't miss the combined 1,000-level event featuring a star-studded field. It all begins Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, part of the summer in the cities. Cannot wait for that. But more action from Toronto first. Ben Shelton making his tournament debut, Andy, like he has for many events this year. Yeah, when you're playing college tennis in May of last year, I beg your back in here in this highlight, Steve, just <laughs> pumping him across court and letting everyone know about it. But his rise through the ranks has been phenomenal. Sitting in the top 40 now, uh, you know, when he was trying to buy beers for a dollar last year. So well, check uh, the athleticism, the movement, and then the back end again, Steve. What has happened since we last saw Ben Shelton? All he's doing is firing back end winners, and the guy can absolutely a serve, one of the best serves on tour. Love his energy. Ben Shelton, moving on, Steve. He can treat everyone to crafted cocktails now. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's a good life for, for, for Ben Shelton. How about this? Taking a look at Chanda's FanDuel results from yesterday. I know, Petco, you're not going to be happy with this. Ch Queen Chanda was right. Queen Wen getting the win over Marta Kostya. I mean, I'm honestly, it's my own mistake because who would ever doubt Chanda so it's my own mistake I'm taking the loss like a champ and moving on and from now on I will agree forever with Chanda so you, you're agreeing with this one Lorenzo Musetti over Tanasi Kokonakis Musetti ranked 19th Kokonakis 86 Musetti by the way we need to get a new shot for him he's got that fresh haircut he's at minus 150 so you got to bet 150 to win $100 on Lorenzo Musetti. Still to come on the big show, the return of Jenny Brady continues. Don't call her Jennifer. Could she get her third top 10 win and reach the third round in Montreal? It's all zen for JB. Petkovic, Roddick Weissman back on TC Live. A couple former champs going at it in Montreal. 2021 winner Camilla Georgi, 2019 champ Bianca Andreescu. BB said before the tournament, Andrea, I definitely believe that my level is top 10. So perhaps that means Georgie's like top five. Well, today was not her day. She was a bit hampered on the thigh, and Georgie was playing so, so well. And the one thing Bianca Andrescu did not manage today was any depth in her shot. She returned too close to the line, just couldn't get any depth on the shots to push Camilla Georgie back behind the line. And then the thigh just, you know, it doesn't help when you're losing and you already have problems. Then it's just getting to be worse and worse and worse. And so she wasn't able to move free around the court whenever she did accelerate Camilla Giorgi was just always there with an answer and Camilla Giorgi today did not lose one point over that backhand side so that was really trouble for Bianca Andrescu on that backhand to backhand exchange Camilla Giorgi broke three times saved all five break points she faced gets Petra Kvitova next meantime Jen Brady Saved a couple of match points in her first round win against Elena Ostapenko. Got another major champ tonight against the three-seed Elena Rabakina. She really did, and this is an absolutely amazing effort. Beautiful point here, the first point of the tiebreak. 
before the gods of rain would not have mercy on us. But Jenny Brady, that she can hang with a top five player after two years of injury, it shows me two things. One, she's really prepared to her comeback. She didn't just come back for the heck of it. And two, she can still play tennis, which we all knew before. 4-2 in the tiebreak. That is where they suspended play. Brady needs to put some, some flex seal on, on top of the roof there. Get, get the rain out of there. In Toronto, we stayed dry, Andy, and we had a windy morning with Seb Korda taking on Thomas Martin Echeverry. Yeah, you watch the highlights from Korda sometime, and the, the, the way that he's able to switch directions on cue right there, he's like, you know what I say, Steve, he's the mannequin maker, right? Like, he, he, there's more standstill winners where people are just watching it go by them eight feet to the right. I, it's like you watch these highlights, you, you, you don't understand how he ever loses. Uh, but just is able, that simple power and the ability to compete coming. Listen, this guy's going to be a top 10 player, returns well, plays great from the baseline, comfortable off both wings, just hits flat out winners, makes people like me who were chucksters from the baseline absolutely jealous uh, all the time. Gets forward, is a complete player. He looks like a player's son when he goes about his business. I love watching Seth Porter. It's interesting you say that. <laughs> Peter Corda's son doing big things. I think it's going to be a big summer for Seb Corda. Posted a video on his Instagram that is just straight fire. You want to check that out. More American results. Look at the note on the bottom. Victoria Azarenka withdrew, so Sloan Stevens advanced. We talked about this yesterday. Matty Keys struggled in the latter stages of the match against Venus Williams. Had to withdraw from the tournament with a left hip injury. But a big win for Marcos Giron as well as Mackie McDonald. Go UCLA. Alicia Parks getting it done in three against Lauren Davis. As we enter the social net, it is time to talk about our City Open champ 500-level event on the women's side this year. Coco Goff getting it done. Biggest win of her career with a new coaching team. Andrea, what would you make of it? Well, listen, if you can have not one, not two, but three coaches in your camp, you better be making some things right. And she looked incredible last week. I had the pleasure of commentating most of her matches. Her surf looked improved. Her defensive action was as good as ever. Her forehand looked good, and she was just relaxed. She, they seem to have a great vibe in the team, so she's definitely a player to look for during this hardcore season. And a nice little dance to come with it. We, we see that, that dance there. We see the trophy there. Uh, it, it makes us think, Andy, about our resident dance expert uh, to my left, Andrea Petkovic, known for, for doing a little jig on the court post-victory post dancing. So. Dancing with the Stars Tennis Channel judge, Andy Roddick, what's your grade, <laughs> Petco versus Golf? I, I mean, it's tough. I, I'm judging 10 years of Petco. This golf thing seems new. I think I need time. I don't think it's a fair comparison. Petco has the experience with it. You know, yeah, I, I'm into kind of the retro moves. She gets a little bit more kind of head into her moves. Mm. Uh, golf was a little bit more hip. So I, I don't know how to break it down. Uh, but I can tell you who has no rhythm and will help her zero with her dancing is Brad Gilbert. That is a fact. <laughs> Throwing the shade on BG. How, how, what do you think of the moves from, from God? A little twirl there. I love them, and I would definitely give her the, the win over me because I did a post-match jig, but I never held the trophy or very rarely had, had the, held the trophy, and I think the dance <laughs> would have been accompanied nicer by a trophy to hold. Well, obviously, you want, you want to dance with the trophy, with Correct. the champagne, the whole deal, but you get more dancing if you just dance after every victory, which is nice. <laughs> All right, taking a look at Wednesday's schedule.
live on Tennis Channel. We are back in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. Bally's and T2 coverage starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. The three of us can't break us up. You're back again tomorrow, Andrea. TC Live, 11 p.m. Eastern. Encore coverage all night long. Our hot shots coming up next. Um, hot shot of the day. We promised more Wozniacki. We're giving you more Wozniacki. And watch Caro start moving before the shot is even hit. She was on it and exec executes the winner. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Caro on the run with some hustle, threading the needle. I got a lot of time for this, Steve. So impressive from Wozniacki. First win after three and a half years off. Good stuff. Wednesday's action, 11 a.m. Eastern. Featured matches, we got the world number one, Iga Sviantek in action. Wozniacki back at it against the reigning Wimbledon champ. Plus, Ben Shelton takes on Carlos Alcaraz. For a look at these matches, we send it back to Danny and Prakash in Toronto. All right, Steve. P, we've got a fourth meeting between Stefano Tsitsipas and Gael Monfils, but they haven't played each other since 2019. A long time separating the last match from this one. So what's going to happen? Yeah, everything's different for both these players right now. I I'd love to see Gale be able to come out and play a great match. He's trending in the right direction, put up a couple match wins last week in Washington, had that wonderful comeback win against, against Eubanks after having those match points, still managed to find a way to be able to come back in that third set. So things moving in the right direction for him. I just think Steph is just finally finding his form again after a little bit of a mid-season slump there, played great tennis in Los Cabos, look for the one-hander to get through. We're going to see great tennis throughout the entire day. Looking forward to a lot of great action on Wednesday. All right. Thank you so much. Prakash going with Steph. He is the heavy favorite. Minus 360 to win this match against Gal Malfis. Right now, customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more that our FanDuel match preview. All right. Let's talk about this. Tsitsipas, Monfils. Prakash is going with Tsitsipas. Obviously, great form so far. What does Gal Monfils need to do to pull off the upset? Well, I actually agree with Prakash. I think Tsitsipas will win this. And the reason for that is that he really likes players who don't give him that much pace when he has time to set up his forehand, when he can run around and come to the net. He is able to end points early at the net, which other players against Gael have trouble doing. And so I do think Gael, if he wants to win, he really needs to play a bit more aggressive than he usually does. He can, he has it all. He can play both. He just chooses some, or more often than not, he chooses the defense side. So I do think that he has to be a bit more offensively minded to have a chance tomorrow. And if he can do that, Gael can do it. If not Gael, who would do it? <laughs> Andy, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if, if it's a pick em, you, you you take Sitsipas. Now, at, at plus 280, I don't hate the bet uh, for Monfils. I, what Gale's going to have to do is, uh, like Andrea was talking about, he's going to have to up his risk profile outside of his comfort zone, right? We all forget, we talk about Monfils, and it's it's the movement and theatrics and everything. We forget that he can still pump it at 135, 140 when he wants to. He's going to have to go after second serves a little bit more, right? Sitsipas, when he has time, can create, uh, you know, amazing things 
things in the tennis courts. When he is rushed, it gets a little bit dicier. He's going to have to go big on first. I like to see him run some second serves in on the body a little bit, depending on, on where Stefanos is choosing uh, to, to return from, but also take it line a little bit more often if you're Gale. Establish that pattern a little bit early so that when you do go uh, into kind of the mode of defense, it affects Stefanos a little bit more. Like if he's seen it for four or five games already, it's not going to affect his, him as much in those tense moments. So totally agree. He's got to go uh, a little bit bigger than he than he normally does. What I want to know, Alina Svitolina lost today. Paola Bedosa pulled out of Montreal. Will they make the trip to Toronto and be in the player box for Malfis <laughs> and Pass? Who knows? We, we promised you this photo earlier in the show. 34 combined singles major titles. How about the youngsters? Johnny Mack, Yvonne Lendl with, with a, a little mullet maybe going on there. Jimmy Connors and Bjorn Borgrodek. What do you, what, you like this photo? I don't know. Like, would this be like, is this too early to be called like super rad bro? Or is this, is this about, it was this about right uh, for that moment in time? But I, I haven't seen Jimmy with the, with the, with the, the, he's like a hipster. He's like an early hipster there with the, with, with the beard. No one's cooler than Bjorn. Lendo looks pissed off as usual and same for McEnroe. So it seems like a fitting photo minus Jimmy's beard. I love that. I, I absolutely agree. I think everyone looks exactly like the persona that we have um, evaluated them as. And I'm just asking the second man from the right, what is he doing? Like the 70s called, they want their style back. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's I like that. Fashion. Jimmy just looks like uh, Brett Connors, who works with us here at Tennessee. His son, I feel like, <laughs> look exactly the same in, the, in that photo. Uh, we are going to leave you with some photos and some video of Queen Caro back like she never left. A win for Wallace. More than three years in the making. Our coverage from Canada continues after this.